If it feels really, really difficult and you're super frustrated and it's knocking the shit out of you right now, it's likely that you just need to pause and stop trying to go so damn fast. <laughs> like there are foundational principles that you have to know, you have to learn. And if not, and if you're trying to go too fast, you learn the hard way and it hurts and it's painful and it feels like shit. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, mindful all of this. the stuff. <laughs> So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle. And I'm Eddie. How's it going? How you guys all doing out there? Hope you're well. In podcast world. In podcast world. Hope you're sitting there and you're in peace and prosperity. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the title of this episode is actually uh, Far From Peace. It's actually called When Your Business Knocks the Shit Out of You. So if they clicked on this to watch this and to listen to this, I don't think they're necessarily sitting in peace. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't want you guys to hear that title and think, okay, you know, I don't have a business. so I'm going to turn this off. But we want you to think about this. If life hits the shit out of you, there's some principles in this as well, because Mm -hmm. I'm sure that life can definitely hand out some ass whoopings, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, <laughs> I want to start before we get started. I want to start off with the what in the world. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. So uh, recently I, I was on TikTok, which cope with Eddie on TikTok. Okay. Uh, if you're not following already. And Janelle Copeland on TikTok, mm-hmm. if you're not following already. But this gentleman was breaking down like the, the latest news. And, and it's, it's great to get news from TikTok. And obviously I take it with a grain of salt. But the humor is is very important. And so apparently this past apparently. apparently this past week we have had a gas shortage okay. in America. Mm-hmm. Gas. Like gasoline. Petro. Petro. Mm-hmm. And people were trying to rush to, to hoard the gas. To hoard the gas and they're they're like filling up plastic storage containers. St- storage containers, buckets, which I don't know if you knew, but gas is flammable. Yes. It, it actually can explode. Okay. Right. And I think everyone has watched a nice action movie where gas was used to destroy a building. Okay, But we have human beings, American citizens that, you know, maybe they didn't see those movies Mm -hmm. or maybe they have no clue that one spark can just light things up. Yeah. And so my what in the world is what in the world is people thinking? Like, I don't I mean, I understand they're like, oh, I got to get to work every day. I need gas. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I'm sure there's other. How dangerous. Right. But, you well, know. if those same people, though, are going to treat gas like they did toilet paper, <laughs> there's for sure going to be no gas. Right. So, I mean, I kind of get it. Like you're creating this whole, oh, my God, we're going to run out. It's just a scarcity mindset. But if enough people do that, there won't legitimately be any gas. Yeah. It it also kind of sparked this this thought in my head. Like we really we say we have a, like a United States and that we stand together. But really, 
what you see when you, that that happens is you see a lot of like selfishness, like self people just being super selfishness. Yeah, selfishness. Mm-hmm. People just saying, okay, I got to get my gas, I can get yeah. mine, mm-hmm. so that you know when we run out, at least I got mine. And I and I understand the, the thought, the, yeah, the scarcity mindset behind that. But it also, it plays so much into all the things we've struggled with, with right. people not wanting to wear a mask and like people wanted to just exercise their, what they consider quote unquote their air rights. quotes, <laughs> individual rights. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting because like I, you know, I, I think I mentioned this to you before, when you talk to people who are in different countries, let's just say for, for China, for example, they have no problems wearing masks. They have no problem actually being done with the coronavirus at mm-hmm. this point. But they have a sense of community. Right. So people in China, I don't know if people know this, but if they feel just a little bit sick, mm-hmm. they put on a mask. Right. Not because. Not because it'll make them better. Right. But because, because they, they don't want to spread it. They don't want to make anyone else sick. Right. Right. And so there's a great sense of like, I I, I have to care for my fellow person. Right. And so I'm going to protect them. Like, we, did we lose that or did we ever have that in this country? I don't know. But I think it's just, it's just an example of something that I think that may be missing. I think for the most part, I come into contact with nice, kind people. Right. right? However, that reminds me of kind of I have two quick what in the world. Number one, I was at Sephora the other day. And if you guys haven't been to Sephora or Ulta or any makeup store for that matter in the last year, they no longer do samples like there's nothing on the floor that, you know, will let you take the swatch or look at the lipstick color. So I go in real quick. I just I know what number I need for a compact. I go in just to pick one up and then I'm out. Well, this woman was standing there in my section that I needed to bend down and grab my product. And she was legitimately having a full blown argument with the poor woman that worked at Sephora. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I don't understand. This is so inconvenient. Why don't you just let me try it so I know that it's the right color? And the lady was like, ma'am, I really understand your frustration, but we are not doing samples like for everyone's safety. And she goes, oh, please, with your safety. And she just was giving this woman a really hard time. And so I felt compelled because she was a young girl, didn't really know how what to say. She was trying to say everything they trained her to say, like, I'm sorry, I know it's inconvenient, but we're not doing samples. I'm not going to open this for you. So she was asking for special treatment. She was like, you expect me to get home and then it's wrong and then I got to come back and this is so inconvenient for me. So I just politely like I was waiting for her anyways. And I said, you know, not to butt in, but you do know it's not her fault. Right. Right. And she goes, well, of course, I know it's not her fault. I said, well, well she sure shouldn't act. Like right. <laughs> she's not. She's just here to enforce a policy. And she goes, well, then your company needs to get it together mm-hmm. because the CDC said blah, 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 blah. And she goes, ma'am, I understand, but I'm just taking orders like, you know, and she goes, and it's just so inconvenient. You want me to come back if it's the wrong color. And I said, well, here's the thing. You know, she's not trying to inconvenience you. It's inconvenient for all of us. But I think we should just give her a break. Right. You know, like I'm trying to just like be on the side of the poor little retail girl who didn't sign up, who doesn't make enough money to deal with your shit. Right. right. And it's all about your inconvenience. Right. Like I'm inconvenienced, too. But I also looked at the thing that I had and whatever. If it's wrong, I'll take it back. So the woman says that she goes, well, you know, our policy to kind of combat this is now you can return anything, even if it's opened within 90 days. So you don't have to rush back, wow. right? which is really nice. Yeah, like normally yeah. you couldn't do that. So the woman's just like, this is just so inconvenient. Fine, I'll take it. Just being so rude. And I said, you know, it's inconvenient for all of us. Who would have thunk that 
a global pandemic would impact the way that we shop like this. You right. know? And she goes, huh, lots of people knew that there was a global pandemic coming, please. <laughs> And I was just like, okay. So she leaves and the worker comes back and finds me and right. says, I just want to thank you so much for like helping me. You know, I said, how often do you have to deal with that? She's like every day, nonstop, all day. I said, here's how you deal with that. You know, and I gave her some pointers because we're in, we've been in retail management and led many employees through situations that were the best decision for our company, right? Mm -hmm. So employees need to feel empowered to make sure that the company is supporting them, but like empowered to say, sorry, drawing a line in the sand, this is no longer my job. Right. I am here to just deliver the facts and I'm really apologetic that you're not happy with it, right? Right. And so she thanked me and I just was like scratching my head, like the whole conversation was about how inconvenient this was for you. Yeah. Not about how inconvenient it was that you were standing in my damn way for five minutes or that this poor girl had five other customers that she needed to get to. Not inconvenient for anyone else other than you. Right. It's selfish. Yeah. And and, and this goes back to my point. It's like people don't realize that you're just you're not the only one that's yeah, inconvenient. It's not about you. Right. And your particular, you know, outburst of anger or frustration it's not going to make too much of a difference right. when other people are, are feeling the same exact way yep. until things change, until things, you know, the restrictions and everything kind of fall to the wayside. But to, it's just it's interesting how much people will waste their time and energy mm -hmm. with things that this lady in, uh, she in Sephora, is, well, she's not going to change the, right. the, the She's not making <laughs> a special exception for your yeah, dumbass. She's like, hey, you know what? Because you brought that up, right. I'm going to change this. I'm going to make a phone call and you, change you know it for what? all You Sephora's. are right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. I think Use your the, brain, people. <laughs> I think the thing is, is like, if you are one of those people who everything's just so inconvenient right now, you want to go to a restaurant. We hear people at restaurants all the time upset because they won't let, you know, you sit if you have a party of 12. They right. won't let you into a store if you have a mask. I get it. But we've been doing this for so long. Have we not realized, like, let's just do what people need us to do and right. then let's keep it moving. Because I'll tell you, the first thing that comes to mind when I hear people complain and just get all like up in an uproar when things like that are inconveniencing for them I think you're selfish as fuck <laughs> and you need bigger problems in your life. Like, I literally wish you more problems that are greater than this so that you're not wasting your whole damn day arguing with the girl at Sephora. How privileged are you that you're trying to argue with her to open a $45 compact? Like, just I wish you bigger problems so right. that you can be freed of all this little tiny bullshit. Well, on the flip side of that, I think that some people like that individual are dealing with things and they don't know how to deal with mm -hmm. it. And so one of the only ways they, they've learned is to have is, is lash, to out. lash out into people who have nothing to do with it right. because whatever inconvenience that they think that they're creating is kind of the icing on the cake right. for them. Mm -hmm. And so we run into people all the time that Bigger have a, issues. Yeah, they have a really tough time with this concept of emotional intelligence, of understanding like you know, your frustration, you, the things that you're going through is not something that you need to project on someone else. Yep. There's a better way. There's a different way to handle that. And, and what in the world is wrong with you? Yeah, <laughs> there's the what in the world. Last what in the world. Actually, two really quick ones. I can tell them in three minutes. 
One is I had on a sweatshirt the other day that said UC Riverside Mom. It mm-hmm. was our daughter Jasmine's college. It's about 45 minutes away from, you know, our home. It's in Los Angeles. It's a UC school. And so, I mean, it's pretty obvious, like, where I got the shirt from, right? So I'm walking through Costco the other day, and this couple says, oh, wow, where did you get your shirt? <laughs> and immediately I thought, UC Riverside, <laughs> duh. Somewhere close to that. <laughs> I like I'm pretty sure it's the only place that actually sells UC Riverside sweatshirts. Right. So immediately I just thought that is a dumb question. Right. Right. And I said, oh, my daughter actually goes to UC Riverside. She got it for me uh, when she went away to college. And here was their response. Yeah, our son just got in and we went to the store the other day to buy some shirts for us and the whole campus was closed down, but we're really excited. So immediately I checked my damn self because I was like, here I thought that was a stupid question. Right. And all they were trying to do was spark a conversation. And so I wound up like checking my heart and I spent about 10 minutes, you know, congratulating their son and talking to them about the school. And so I'm going to challenge you, you know, this push podcast is really about perspectives and shifts, right? Mm-hmm. And we're not perfect. We're very yeah. imperfect. And so that's just an example of how, like, we have to check ourselves too, right? Right. And last thing, I told Kayla, who went to prom the other night, she was like kind of downplaying. It's not a big deal, whatever. Well, it's a big deal to a parent. So I'm taking pictures, Right. And then she's like, okay, I got to go as soon as her friends pulled up. And I was like, just take pictures. Like, it's not a big deal. I want to take a picture with you. So I had enough time to snap a picture of you and to get a couple of her on her own. And then she left. So this morning I told her after prom, I said, I want you to know there's a special place in hell for little girls that don't take a picture (laughs) with their mom on prom night. And she was like, I didn't know it was a big deal to you. I go, well, it was a big deal. Right. So I'm just going to let you know if you're a kid listening to this, your parents just want to take pictures. They want to be a part of whatever it is that you're going through and take the damn picture with them. Yeah. Oh, is that why you had her get dressed up all, all of a sudden? I did not. <laughs> <I'm just joking. laughs> Could you so, imagine? You're like, okay, now put that dress back on. Oh, put the makeup yeah. back on. I was like, you know what? We're I'm taking snatching a off her eyelashes. <laughs> whatever. So let's dive in. We're going to talk to you today about the fact that your business might have knocked the shit out of you. Mm. And there's a couple of things Uh, A couple of reasons why we're talking about this. Number one, we are knee deep now into a session of Passion to Profit, which is our business owner mastery class. It's when you spend 10 weeks with Eddie and Janelle, you get weekly coaching. And we're going to show you everything from building a solid foundation to generating profitability and focusing on what's important in any kind of small business that you have. So I love these students. They're Some of them are showing up. Some of them are not. That's just how it works sometimes, right? The 5% rule. Right. Explain what you mean. So that way, if they're listening and they're not one of our star students like stepping up, what does that mean? You know, it. what it means is that even in our society, what we see is that 5% of people uh, of their society become pretty wealthy, mm-hmm. right? Where the other 95%, you know, obviously there's middle class and all those different things. But what we find in any activity, there's always going to be a top 5%. There's An a top, outlier. Yeah, there's, there's, there, there are outliers in sports. There's outliers in business. There's outliers... Uh, in every single industry, there's a small percentage of individuals that that achieve greatness, right? Mm-hmm. That strive for greatness, and it's not because they're different or special, special or anything like that. It's because they have the ability to just focus on perspiration, and what that is is working hard. And so, what we find is that when we do the, our course, is that it's about five percent of people that really dig into the course, mm-hmm. right, and get 
tremendous amount of success. Right. Now, then there's levels of people who say, yeah, I got into it. They're seeing good success. And then mm -hmm. there's people who go, oh, I, I didn't do the modules. Right. I was just so busy. And, right. You know, I haven't got around to it yet. Mind you, they've made a substantial investment to get into this course. And don't get me wrong. Again, we're a work in progress, too. Yeah. There have been many things that I mean, I paid $6,000 for a coaching program a few months ago, and it was right during the time where the holidays hit, I had to have a hysterectomy. So I literally was like, this is really bad timing on my part, but it wasn't anything that you did. So how long do I have access to this? And let me revisit it, right? right so right. I totally get that things happen. But listen, people come to us when business is feeling hard, heavy, uh, difficult. And so that's kind of what we're gonna talk to you about today. Just out of the gates, I wanna let you know, if your business is feeling hard or heavy or really challenging, there are usually three main reasons. Mm -hmm. Number one is that you're just trying to go too fast. Okay. Okay. And you're going to go over some principles in a second, but yeah. I can tell you like when you and I talked about these, I was like, people are literally trying to do all of these. That's why right. it feels so hard. Right. You're trying to grow too fast. You're trying to get exposure to too many customers. You're trying to take on too many orders and you're exhausted. Yeah. You feel behind constantly. You feel like you can't take a day off and, you know, like there's just always so much to do. And let's be real. There is always something to do in business. But if it feels really, really difficult and you're super frustrated and it's knocking the shit out of you right now, it's likely that you just need to pause and stop trying to go so damn fast. <laughs> like there are foundational principles that you have to know, you have to learn. And if not, and if you're trying to go too fast, you learn the hard way and it hurts and it's painful and it feels like shit. Yeah. And I think even with life, like when you're trying to move through, you know, it's, it's interesting when our oldest is like getting ready to do something like mm -hmm. getting ready to leave, go to, you know, whether go to work or and she's trying to move really fast to mm -hmm. do all these things. Things happen. Yeah. Things drop. Things break. You spill you stuff. Spill something, something falls out of something the fridge. Falls down. And so it's one of those things. It's, it's important to slow down. Right. It's important to understand that. And one of the things you can't do when you're moving really fast is it's really hard to be conscious, mm -hmm. right? It's to, to be intentional. And so what happens is you do all these things really fast and you're spreading yourself out really, really thin. So well, you're also making poor decisions, yeah. you know, like not estimating or properly calculating, you know, distances. Or, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. seriously. So, yeah. yeah, you're right. It happens in life. It happens in business. But so that's number one. If it feels really hard and difficult and like dreadful then just ask yourself, I'm probably trying to go too fast. If you're spilling fast. a lot of things, you're probably spilling. You're going <laughs> too damn fast. You yeah. need to slow down. Number two is you're overtraining, you're not resting, and you're not factoring in any sort of life balance. I love right? that. And so that's super important. Like You need to have permission when you start a business to know that you have other priorities. If you are a parent of any kind, your business is not your baby. Your kids are your babies. Like those are the most important things. And if you overtrain in your business, you're going to wind up feeling heavy and doubtful. And it's going to feel really bad when you're not establishing any sort of boundaries or you don't have any balance to have a damn day off so that way you can eat dinner with your kids or yeah. go to a soccer game or not be sitting at like a soccer or gymnastics event while you're texting a customer because you're so desperate to guess what? Grow too fast. Right. So right. they're kind of going hand in hand, right? Yeah. So that's the second reason. You know, I love you're about overtraining. Yeah. There's no balance. 
and you're not taking any rest days, like a yeah. like your muscles at the gym. That's what I was going to say when you said that. I was immediately thinking of like overtraining yep. and and and, and, and you're fatigued. a very specific muscle group. And what happens is that group that muscle stops growing. Yep. Right, because you're not allowing the blood to flow. You're not allowing for recovery in order for you to grow. And you also think about that as for your, your mind as well. If you're constantly going, 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 and you don't allow for recovery, you normally have like a mental breakdown. Right. Or you don't have governance over your emotions. Mm -hmm. And people have breakdowns simply because they're just emotionally taxed. And so that and then there was nothing in the, the, your mind plays a huge part of saying real or not real. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're right. I, I'm feeling this kind of fear. Real or not real. Mm -hmm. Oh, not real. But what happens is when you're tired, you stop asking that question and everything feels like an emotional roller coaster right right and so i think that that's so important i hope people realize that about life too it's like if you are finding yourself not resting you don't get enough sleep mm -hmm. you don't get enough recovery or you don't get some recreation and you're you're constantly on edge you're right. moody you snap at people you go to ulta or sephora and you you get in arguments with someone about something that they can't change yeah girl you're tired you need you, you need to, take <laughs> a nap it's like Time out. it's like our nephew when he's not behaving right jessica says he's he's tired he didn't get, yeah. he didn't get a nap <laughs> so for you adults out there if you didn't get a nap and you're out there that's the next thing the next time somebody does some crazy i'm saying do you, you need, need a nap, nap. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And the third reason why your might your business might feel hard or dreadful or just, you know, you're not really feeling it right now is that you're over consuming and not implementing enough. So what do I mean by that? I mean, you're over consuming stuff on TikTok. Mm -hmm. You're, mm -hmm. you know, flooded with all these ideas. You know, oh, my God, these reels are so great on Instagram. Oh, my God, this person has four million followers. Look right. how cool this is. Oh, my God. Can you believe these people have 10 million followers? They don't even do anything that great. So you're over consuming, but you're not taking the time to actually implement anything new in your business from a productive standpoint. So you're constantly feeling like other people are winning faster than you. And that's a really, really yeah. big issue when it comes to building a business that you love. You've got to figure out how to keep your eyes on your lane, because if you go back to number one, which is you're trying to grow too fast, which is tied to number two, which is you're overtraining, you're doing too much. Now you're over consuming. All of them really kind of equate to the same thing. Pause, take a damn nap. Give yourself some rest and recovery time because I hear so many people say, I can't think of anything creative to write in my post. So it's so frustrating. Okay, this is emotional intelligence. Pause, just take a break, and then creativity will come to you. But right now, your mind is all over the damn place. So creativity can't even find you. Like there's yeah. no rest and recovery to be able to regenerate new ideas in your brain. And I like how you said that, like the new ideas won't come to you because that's essentially what happens. Like when we get that epiphany moment, when we get that really big idea, it almost like it floated into yep. our mind, mm -hmm. but you got to create space for right. that, right? And so if you're so busy with paralysis through analysis, analyzing everything else, everyone else, what everyone else is doing, you know, trying to consume so much, thinking that you need more yep. information. Yep. And the reality is, is you don't. You just right? need to do something. There are moments yeah. when you need information, yeah. but then there's moments that you just need to act so that you can get feedback and understand what else you, you're missing. Because you don't know what you're missing unless right. you go into some type of action. Right. Right. And so even for those people who don't have businesses and in life, when you're just sitting there going, oh, my God, like 
I've been consuming so much. I've been consuming so much. And then when people ask you, what do you want? And you go, I don't know. Mm-hmm. All I know is what I, I want con- more. I what just want more. I want or, more customers, more sales, more orders. I even, yeah, or you never even stop to think about but it. But the problem is, is you don't want more because you're already tired <laughs> and overtraining right now. You right. already don't have enough time to do the stuff that you need to do right now. So let's just like normalize not asking for more. You don't need more sales. You don't need to pay more attention to your business. You don't need to be pulled away from your kids and your responsibilities and your families more. You need a little more focus and you need a pause. You need a damn nap. Yeah, because and I would say this, the consumption is distracting you from the clarity. Right. Right. Because the clarity is there. Right. You're just contaminating it with a bunch of stuff. Yep. Which is, is crazy. So, yeah. so how do they fix it? Well, I think that you what you have to do is you you have to reverse engineer what you're doing, right? And so you got to look at this like an engineer and, and and build a system or a structure of how you're approaching things. And I think when you get really linear, especially with business, and, and I will say with life, if when you can start to codify and define the moments that you're in and really be able to give it a title to give it something where you can say, okay, I'm experiencing this because I'm in this phase, right? right? And when you do that, I think it gives you a a tremendous amount of power, but also allows you to slow down and to reason with with your situation. And so I I look at it from the stages of of a business owner or an entrepreneur. So the first stage is is your dream, your dreamer. Mm -hmm. It's an idea, right? You're out of thin air. You've said, I want to create a business. Right. Right. People are probably egging you on, you know, maybe you made a good cake or you did someone's hair and you're fresh out of cosmetology school and someone's like, you should start your own business. Right. Okay. So now I'm dreaming about it. And I'm thinking about it. About it. And about you need it. to spend time in that phase. Yeah. You need to dream. You need to like build it out in your mind, like, mm-hmm. you know, create it in your mind to, to its end. But what you can't do is what Janelle just said. You can't dream about it and then just consume a bunch of stuff before you even finish like building it out. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Because when you do, when it's the time to do that, once you said, okay, I think I know what I want this to look like, then you got to go and be a seeker. So I think the dreamer phase for me is imagination. Yeah. Like just use your imagination. What could happen if you pursued this and just dream a little? Yeah. Okay. So then the second phase is? Is seeker. Okay. And the reason why it's called seeker is because there's specific information that you're on the quest for finding. Mm-hmm. It's not. I'm just going to open my phone and just try to look at everything that people are doing who have a business. It's I built this thing out in my mind. I visualized it. And now I'm seeking out specific information based on what I want to see manifest in my life. Right. Right. Okay. And so once I've done that and I've, and I've done some seeking and I've gathered that information, I must become a planner and I right. got to come up with a strategy. Yeah, I think this is a phase that most people uh, skip. And Mm. this is where you wind up not implementing solid boundaries for the business, right? So being a planner means I am scheduling time to work on the business. And I'm also scheduling time to be off. So that way I can rest and recover and do the 10,000 other things that I'm also committed to, right? right? And so planning to succeed will set you up to win. Yeah. Yeah. So like success is a planned event. Right. I don't know who said that it's a quote, but it's it's true. <laughs> yeah. right? You want to be successful. You got to plan. Next. And I think what you're, what you're saying is that successful is not just I want this business to be successful, but I want my lifestyle and the life I'm living with my family to be intact. I want that to be successful as right. well. And so part of my strategy, I need to build in 
how I'm going to live around this business and how this business will be a part of my life. Right. It's that integration uh, piece. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the next thing is, is once you've done planning, you got to act, right? So you got to be the doer. Mm-hmm. And so in, in business, you know that you, action is going to be about production and being able to create revenue and, and being able to create customer streams. All those things are important. And as you, if you're following a strategy and you're sticking with that strategy, then you're able to really be successful in everything that you've done or created as far as a plan. So you mean that, because that's number four, doer. We've gone through dreamer, seeker, planner, doer. You mean I wasn't supposed to be doing all kinds of crazy shit in the first few phases? Yeah, because that's, <laughs> that's what people do. They dream and they go, okay, do. And which is great it. that you put into action, yeah. right? And because some people get lost in dream and just like, oh, that'd be nice. And then they never go into action. Yeah. This episode <laughs> is designed to teach you how to slow down right. so that way we can move faster, right. work smarter, not harder. Yeah. And so if you're finding, and just to go back to the title, if businesses hit you hard or if life's hit you hard and you're thinking, oh my God, I didn't do any planning. Right. Right. I didn't actually get any information about what I'm doing. I'm not an expert at this at all. Right. right? Then you got to go back to those other phases and those other stages and and do that before you continue what you're doing. And as you're doing, you got to be the counter. You got to measure. Okay, so that's number four counter, which I would call performance. Sorry. I'm all about performance, monitoring, tracking your growth. Is this working? Is this not? So many people make, you know, their numbers make them feel bad about themselves, right? Right. So you're giving it meaning that it doesn't actually need to have. If your business isn't growing at the rate that you want it to grow at, then, you know, what can you count, measure? How can you make adjustments? How can you pivot? How can you tweak things? Um, If you're in the beginning stages of business or any stages of business and it feels like, your performance metrics are not there, then you've got to tweak things. Yeah. And I think when you do that really well and you make adjustments and you're measuring, then you're able to get the indicators that tell you that you're growing. And so the next phase is you got to be a grower. Number six, be a grower. So grow the business, continue to give it life. You know, that means now that you've done the things, created the products, you know, you've got the website, you've got all the stuff, you've got some balls in the air and you're juggling, then you've got to figure out how to multiply it. Yeah. And I think that when you when you do that really well, you understand that you need cash, mm-hmm. right? And so you're growing because, hey, I, I know I need to make m- money. And so you're focusing on revenue generating activities for your business. And you're not getting lost in in all the other things that may not matter, right? Right, and so you can't major on the in the minors. Mm-hmm. Your major thing is I got to grow this business, so I got to focus on revenue. And I'll just tell you a key topic that we focus on an entire week in Passion and Profit is it's not about your revenue. So many people want I I just need to sell more stuff. You don't. You just need to be more profitable, right? And so maybe we talk about that in the next few episodes. Is just about you know. We did an episode a while ago about a farmer's market if I was to start a business from right. nothing, right? So I could bust my butt to sell $2,000 worth of plants, or I could say, what is the number I need to get to in order to make a profit so that way this business is actually making me money and I feel like there's a really good return on investment so that I'm excited, I can celebrate victories and then keep going. Right, right. Big difference. And so- what this episode is about is when it gets hard. And so the next phase is you got to be a survivor because anytime that you have a business that's growing, you're going to be hit with obstacles, right? right? You're going to be hit with things that are going to test the metal of the business. 
and give you some indication of like, can I survive a pandemic? Yep. Right? Can I survive when the the economy has a struggle? Did I build a business? Do I have a product to survive those things? Mm-hmm. And even in life, right? You, things are going really well, and then things will hit you to test like, hey, is this foundation strong? Right. I feel like business and life are kind of one and the same, which is why on the Push podcast, we talk a little bit about business, but everything that we talk about is really related to your life, right? Right. Because being an entrepreneur is really hard because a lot of things are on you, but it really is what you make it mean, Right. right? Because in order to be an entrepreneur, you want to be successful. Well, how bad are you going to push that? How desperate are you going to be? How scarce are you going to be? How fast do you want to force it to happen? Right. Same thing with success in life, right? Being an entrepreneur can be difficult because you're chasing results. I know many millennials right now who are upset because they're 32 years old and they're not married with three children. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to focus on these results that I want right now because what? Because someone told you or influenced or you, you to believe, to else. right? Yeah, for sure. Business is about decisions, like constantly figuring out what's the best decision. That could be stressful. Or that could be really exciting. Right. Just depends, right? So through life, you have decisions to make. Do I want to go to this doctor? Do I want to go to this doctor? (laughs) You know, a friend recently told me, hey, my mammogram came back irregular. And I was like, listen, here's what you're not going to do. Don't panic because I had the same thing happen. Right. If you panic, it's not going to help you. Wait until you have some facts, right? So you have a decision. How do you want to process the things that life throws you, the things that business throws you, it's all going to come down to you. Yeah. And, and, and the last thing I'll say about the survivor stage is that the most important thing to me, I think, is that how much can you tap into the ability to be resilient, mm-hmm. right? The word resilient is important because it really means about, you think about like a rubber band. A rubber band is able to be stretched out and then it's able to return to its original form. Well, that is what's required when you're in business, when you're in life, yeah. is that you're going to be stretched. But how quickly can you, not even how quickly, but can you even return back to your original form mm-hmm. or are you going to snap? Right. Right. Like and a palm tree. Like a palm, like a palm so tree. So palm trees are super, super deep. And then when the wind blows, like in Florida or something, wherever palm trees are, they can literally go down to the ground and then pop back up. Yeah. I'm and a freaking palm tree. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. But there's some people that are listening to, to this right now, bless their heart. And they say, I'm not a palm tree. Yeah, and and that the, the biggest band. thing they need to do is work on being more resilient, right? Right, and think about when things are hit them, how quickly can they even return back to original form yep. so they can press on? And so this survivor one is really important um, that you just kind of say, "Hey, I'm in the survival place right now, and then I got to move on and, and get to a place where I can start scaling." So I got to be a scaler. Yeah. That's number eight. Before you get into number eight, just really quick, how you are perceiving your business is directly correlated to how you're perceiving your life right now. If you have a failure in your business, which I don't really believe there is such a thing, there's just indicators that, hey, that doesn't work. Let's change it. Let's cancel that. Let's figure out a different way. But if you're making it mean that it's some epic failure, chances are you've probably done that in your personal life too. So just another little form of self-love, like you can't create this amazing business if you're really struggling with trying to create great perspective when it comes to your personal life. Yeah. Okay. And so now scaler. we scaler. And, and the reason why this is so important because we see it often, people start businesses, they get into business and things are going okay, but then they don't have the ability to build a team. Right. They don't have the ability to build a system 
that supports the growth and they get really stuck. Yep. Can I tell you my biggest what in the world when it comes to people giving business advice is like this badge of honor that people want to endow upon you when it comes to being a solopreneur. Right. It drives me <laughs> in freaking sane. Anybody right. that's telling you to be a solopreneur or how to be a boss or how to hustle harder, like that's not a thing. Right. You you have to also be winning in life, right? Like things are more important than just a business. And so part of creating a business that's able to expand its capacity, that's able to serve more customers and keep them top of mind, part of creating a business that generates great results and produces phenomenal returns or profitability is not doing it alone. Right. You don't get a badge of honor for that. There's no one coming to save you saying, hey, sis, congratulations. And you I'm get a, an extra star because yeah, no one helps you. You get an extra star because you did it without any sleep. Look at you. You're a hot mess. It's a miracle you're still standing. You haven't slept in three days. And you just busted your butt for three solid years, neglected all the other things around you. But you know what? Good job. You've got a really solid business now. Right. You don't, you yeah. need a team, you need people to help you. So I'm gonna tell you that at any stage of business, if it feels hard, you probably need some sort of support. That could yeah. be interns, that could be your kids, that could be your husband doing the dishes, but you cannot build a solid, scalable, sustainable business as a solopreneur, regardless of what anyone tells you. Send them to me, have them come for me, and we could have a debate. Well, yeah, and, and there's no there's no evidence of that. Yeah. Like there's no evidence that if I do it by myself and I celebrate being a solopreneur that I will find that I have fulfillment. Right. And you just don't. And so what's interesting about this about being a scaler is this plays a huge part in in people who don't have businesses, right? So you think about every phase that we've gone through, right? So dreamer of your life, you seeker of your life, you're trying to find the right information for your life, a planner in your life, you can come up with strategies, you start to go into action, you measure your success, maybe it's whether pre-promotions or your bank account or how you've progressed. And so you're measuring things that you're improving upon. You've you, survived you, some you, things. You, right. You become, you grow your wealth. Mm -hmm. You grow as an individual. You survive whatever things are going to hit you. And then you get to this place where you're saying, well, I've survived and I've grown, but now I'm feeling really stuck. And then you look at who's around you and you look and you say, I have outgrown my friends. I have outgrown all these individuals. And now I don't have a team around me of friends or family, whatever it is that can pull, push, whatever it is for, you know, from a standpoint of influence on your life. And that is a big staller for people, mm -hmm. right? Because they they don't have a circle of friends that you can say, hey, this, this group of friends, they really push me. I'm now taking applications for friends that can help <laughs> up level me just to let you know. So, so, that's, the, so it, that's a challenge right. in life is like surrounding yourself with people who are accomplishing more things than you, right? Yeah. Who are thriving and, and striving for something greater. And oftentimes I know that, you know, your environment hinders you from being able to surround yourself with those people. So Absolutely. that's a challenge for everyone. And when I think you do that really well and you find a circle that challenges you, then what happens is the next phase and, and same thing for business, when you find a team that helps push your business forward, when you find a system that helps you climb uh, faster in your business, then you become an evolver. Mm -hmm. And so an evolver means that you constantly are evolving and changing and understanding with your business that your business can't stay the same 
from 2020 all the way to 2030. You're going to yeah. have to evolve. You're going to have to have iterations and change that's necessary to adapt to the new marketplace. Yeah. Well, and there's a saying, if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. And that's in life and also in business, right? Yeah. If you continue to just replicate same thing over and over again, eventually you'll get passed up by a competitor. Right. You'll become stagnant, right? And you'll yeah, the, the same focus and, and drive that got you there, you're just going to be kind of stuck there. Yeah. So you've got to evolve. And so when you evolve and you start to grow again, and you start to see really great results, then I think you have to be a giver. Mm -hmm. I think your business has to be a giver. It must give back more than it takes. And what I mean by that is it's not just monetary. It's not just about donating to different things in your community. It's about what you are bringing to the community. So I, I think about the Cake Mamas and the Cake Mamas for 10 years gave a lot to the community mm -hmm. as a staple of place of for almost a couple of generations right. <laughs> of people having birthdays and weddings and, yep. and you being that place that people can go to and and they're certain that you're going to deliver a fantastic product. Yep. And this year I had the opportunity to Karen Davis. She's a former mayor of, of Glendora, California. Her daughters did a cake decorating party 10 years ago at the Cake Mamas. It was one of their favorite birthday parties, right? right. And this year I had the opportunity to make her daughter's wedding cake. And she also just graduated from college. And so it's not necessarily giver like you're donating everything, but you're a giver when it comes to things that are non-monetary, right? right? You're a giver of your time. You're a giver of friendships. You're a giver of relationships. You're a giver of appreciation. And I'll tell you, like, not to brag, but one of the things I'm really proud of is I walk into Costco or almost anywhere in our city, people are like, the cake mama, thanks so much for inspiration. And, yeah. you know, like there's something that I'm giving them that makes them thankful to be a part of following us. And that keeps me tremendously humble to let me know that I am still here to be of service to you. Yeah. So you got to be a giver. And I think about those billionaires that are donating their their wealth when they die. And you think about like at the end of their life, they're like, hey, I just want everything to give, give back to right. charity and, and things of that nature. And I think they have like a pledge, like Warren Buffett and Bill Gates and all these people. But I think that that's a fantastic thing mm -hmm. to do because you can't take it with you. Yep. Right? And so you might as well give it back. And so I think the, the last thing I think is is one of the things that one we have experienced with the Cake Mamas and, and obviously the pandemic threw something in there, but you got to be a seller next, mm -hmm. right? And what that means is, is maybe it's that you have to develop an extra strategy for your business. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times people think, oh, I'm just going to do this forever. And the reality is, is do you really want to be 60, 70, 80 years old Right, trying to run a business. Well, the thing is, is you think you want to do this forever because you're emotionally invested in the fact that if it's a newer business, you're excited about it, right? right? And so often our students come to us and I ask them, well, why, what's in it for you? Like, why are you willing to sign up for this hard work? And they're like, because I want to have something to pass on to my kids. And I just kind of want to tell you, your kids don't want your shit. They don't want your business. You know, if I had a dollar for every business owner that we know in the community, your kids don't want to, if you are a real estate broker with a multi-million dollar real estate office, it's not likely that at 18, they want to work for their parents and also get into real estate, right? Yeah. And the, the same is true for almost all families. Yeah. So you've got to have a bigger why, but also you've got to know that like part of life again is like, you've got to grow, you're going to evolve. So give yourself permission to build the business, but then also know that there's a good chance you're probably going to outgrow it. And yeah. we'll end with this. 
today back to Costco when I went or yesterday when I went to Costco, the guy that was helping me, I forgot my card. So I had to get a temporary one. And he was like, cake mama. Oh my God. I love your cupcakes, blah, 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 blah. And I said, oh yeah, I'm not sure if you know, but we closed last year. And he goes, oh my God, I'm so sorry to hear that the pandemic. And I said, no, 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 no apologies are in order. I said, I retired. We're going to be publishing a cookbook. It was a great thing. It was an owner decision. And I'm super excited to be pursuing this next chapter of my career and my life. And so he started talking. Turns out he's got a business. He's probably going to sign up for our class. And it was great. But I said, it's important for you to know that when people say that they have closed a business or moved on, it's not always something to be super sad about. Right, right. And he was like, I just have never known anyone that was like at the top of their game and said, you know what? I'm done. I said, well, it's a gift I want to give to you because whatever (laughs) you're pursuing, just know that there's going to be a time where maybe you get married, you have kids, things will change and you're not forever indebted to this business. It's just something you love right now. Right. And it gives you the ability to go back to number one and right. dream again. And do something yeah. else in a different um, environment, in a different capacity, in a different industry. And that's how we keep growing. Absolutely. So I hope that this episode served you guys. Remember, if business is feeling hard or heavy or you feel like you're being kicked right now by it, go back, take some notes because there's a lot to unpack in this episode. And, you know, I think it's important for you to identify what stage of business you're at right now. And are you trying to do all of the damn stages at once? Because if so, it's going to feel hard and heavy. It's too much. And you don't have to go at some certain pace. You just got to take your time. And most importantly, figure out how to create a business that also gives you the life and balance that you want with the people that are most important to you. Lastly, I sobbed today, literally holding Eddie for a solid five minutes because Vanessa Bryant... Mm accepted the hall of fame uh what what is it kobe got got inducted to the hall of fame and she gave a speech and i was literally guys a hot mess i hugged eddie i was like please don't die and i couldn't stop crying and here's why like this podcast is designed to help us all have a little bit of mamba mentality Mm -hmm. we've got to suck things up sometimes i'm not saying your feelings don't matter but sometimes we just give too much meaning right and you said something earlier about perspiration and like sweat equity when you want things like be prepared to work for them right but it doesn't mean you have to work your damn face off because life is short and it's not always going to be like your family is not always going to be there. Anything could happen. And it's p- supposed to be hard, right. right? Running a business, life, it's supposed to be hard. It's not I would suppo- say it's supposed to be challenging. It's suppo- Yeah. And what I'm, I guess th- this is, to me is synonymous. Like it's supposed to be challenging. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a, a stretch because that's what living a full life is. And, and I, I was telling someone the other day, I said, I've gotten to a place where I'm raising my hand for challenges and sometimes they could be overwhelming, but I want to live a full life and I want to be able to say, I took on these challenges. They were hard, but I found a way to learn from them, to succeed at them or whatever it is. And I think that's part of that mamba mentality is to dig in and say, okay, this is going to be hard. I think I just see, oftentimes I see people so surprised and so hit so hard, like the theme of this particular podcast that life is thrown at them something that they they can't handle. You can handle it. Right. You can actually handle it as long as what you said, what Janelle just said, is if you give it the proper meaning in right. your life, right? And it doesn't have to mean that oh my life is over. Because here's the reality. I'll leave you with this: every single emotion you have, every one of them, all you're doing is experiencing thought. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about that, 
All you are doing is experiencing thought. And then what happens is, is we think a thought and you feel the feeling. But the reality is, is it's not the action that happened outside in the world. It's what you thought about that action and how it made you feel. And what you made it mean. Right. And so if you want to change how you feel, you got to change your thoughts. Yeah. Right. And I think that that to me is, is so, so important. You always are experiencing your thoughts. And when you do that, you confuse them sometimes because you think you're you're experiencing the, the actual thing that happened. Mm -hmm. And it's not, right? If I get scared of a roller coaster, it's not the roller coaster that's scaring me before I get on. It's what I think. I think the roller coaster is real in my mind and I'm fearful of it. It is real. You it, think it's going to kill you? Right. Well, I'm saying if I'm standing in line waiting for a roller coaster and I'm looking at the roller coaster and I'm scared, it's not the roller coaster that's scaring me. It's what I'm thinking about the roller coaster right. that's scaring me. Mm -hmm. Right. And I have to separate that and I have to understand Well, that's open that. to interpretation, but that's kind of the point of this, right? right? So in closing, I'll let you know that I interviewed Gigi Butler from Gigi's Cupcakes the other day. Mm -hmm. And she said that she was a cleaning lady and she was cleaning Taylor Swift's toilets, right? Mm -hmm. And she said that she had wanted to be a musician her whole life. And here she was cleaning Taylor Swift's toilets who just got like this massive music deal and she was 15. And so she went home and cried and felt like, okay, I'm almost 30. Maybe that dream is over. She prayed to God and she said this, God, I'm so bored. Can you please challenge me? Wow. And I thought I literally wrote it down and I have chills because some of you are praying your problems away and this woman's perspective is, I'm so bored and I know that there's something greater for me. So please challenge me. Pray, please bring me the problems. Please put me through the ringer. Mm. And so we'll leave you with that. And I'll just say it was her words. We won't leave cleaning, you with that. Go ahead. I was just say cleaning the toilet was Gigi's words, not your words, because, you know, that's a that's a. What? <laughs> cleaning her toilets. No, she said she I had know, a cleaning business. I know. It was, I'm just, I'm poking fun of the, yeah. the, the Too much cleaning toilet. Thing. I didn't say it. It was Gigi yeah, Butler. Exactly. Yeah, but I don't think that needed to be clarified. Uh, Anyways, I hope this episode served you guys. Push through, leave us um, some comments, and let us know if you got anything great from this. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review you leave your handle and until next time push through